Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Sam Monson here from Radio Row, like we have been all week. Joined by uh, Doug Kai, cousin Doug to Steve. <laughs> cousin Doug. Um, Doug's our, our NFL insider, our, uh, our man behind the scenes. And Doug, we've talked a lot about the Bengals already this week. I want to focus on the Rams in our last daily before the Super Bowl. Um, and really the big thing is, have they been justified already with the way that they have constructed this roster, which most people hated, right? <laughs> right. Let's trade everything away <laughs> and let's get all these proven commodities. Let's go after OBJ, let's go after Von Miller, let's go after Matthew Stafford, all these things and have no draft picks to show for it. But this is the game that they wanted to get out of that. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting I'll get to that point in a second, but like on its surface, it does feel like these two teams were built very differently. Yeah. I mean, it's two very different ways to build a Super Bowl roster. One, obviously, with the rookie quarterback, rookie star wide receiver, like a bunch of kind of young contracts mixed in with some, some bigger free agent contracts. And then the Rams, like you mentioned, spending all of this money, uh, making all of these trades to build this kind of super team. And yeah, I do think it's justified already by making the Super Bowl and pushing all the chips in, like they've said and everything, and, and making this happen and getting to this point. Obviously, if they lose, it doesn't look quite as good. But I don't think before they made that trade for Matthew Stafford, they're not going to be in the Super Bowl with, with Jared Goff. You know, before they make that trade for Von Miller, who knows if they're at this point? Before they sign Odell Beckham Jr. as a free agent, who knows? And I, I mean, is it a sustainable way to keep building yeah. a winning team? Maybe if you've got like Mickey Loomis running the books and you just keep pushing everything forward. But I do think this will catch up to the Rams at some point. But just the fact that they're here, I think it does show that this is a way to build a Super Bowl team if you've got the right players to acquire and if you can convince everyone to come. Yeah, I mean, to me, it to me it has to result in a win for it to be a successful enterprise right i understand like it's it's done the job so far but if you don't come away with a super bowl win you didn't do anything right you got back to the game but you got back to the gate you got to the game the first time with jared goff the whole point is the difference between jared goff and matthew stafford is supposed to be the difference between getting to the game losing or getting to the game and, and getting that championship at the end of it and this whole the whole concept of this all-in that the rams uh, are being are said to have done I, i'm not sure it's quite as all-in as people say but the whole point is it's to get that championship and if you get the championship pretty much anything is justified right you can you can literally mortgage the future and you can go all in if you're all you're looking to do is to get over that hump and to get that super bowl win and then the future is the future who cares but then you get to the interesting thing of whether this is quite as dramatic and quite as all in as it, as people claim as it seems to be because you know the von miller deal for example looks fantastic right now he's paying off he's the best graded defender in the postseason and then now they have a choice right they can let him go and they can recoup a little bit of what they gave up to get him in terms of compensatory draft pick um they can try and re-sign him like he might not cost that much right. given his age given uh his production profile before he arrived with the rams and then ultimately every year they actually end up picking quite a lot in the draft it's just not high draft picks they trade back they get a ton of compensatory draft picks and they end up selecting seven eight nine times in the draft and if they can keep hitting on those picks or at least hit on a couple of them every year 
they might be able to keep this thing running. Yeah, and, but I mean, that is, that's tricky. That's the tricky part of trying yeah. to hit on those, you know, second, third round, fourth round picks. And it doesn't help when you use a second round pick on a guy like Tutu Atwell, sure. who hasn't played it all this season. Obviously, it would be in better shape if they had done a better job with that pick. But obviously, overall, they have done a good job drafting. And we'd be remiss to say that, or I'd be remiss to say that their best two players, probably Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, actually are two homegrown talents. They, they yeah. drafted them a while ago, but it's not as if all of their players are the guys that they either traded for or signed i do think that you know making it this far making the super bowl the point that i was making earlier that i do think it's justified i think that as long as matthew stafford's your quarterback and obviously he's going to be there for a while at this point i do think that they can keep getting back to this place maybe not all the way back to the super bowl but at least they're going to have a chance whereas if they had kept jared goff or if they had drafted a quarterback or if they had done something else at that position i just don't know if they would have been in this place moving forward the way that I expect them to, you know, with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. And it all does depend on how they handle things moving forward. If they are willing to re-sign Von Miller, if they are willing to re-sign Odell Beckham Jr., if they're willing to keep pushing those chips in and, you know, pushing along the salary cap hits the way the Saints have. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PFF, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And that's kind of the point with this strategy, right, is that, yeah, Hitting on low round draft picks is always a tough thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, sustaining that over any kind of period of time is tricky. But the point is they've gotten rid of the, the high draft picks for these proven commodities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Steve has made the point in our podcast that the Rams own uh, three of the five most valuable non-quarterback players in the NFL this year by PFF War, right? Yeah. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup. These guys have had as big an impact as any players in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Then you have Matthew Stafford, the most important position in the NFL. So those are the four things that you have on this team that aren't going anywhere, right? right. Cooper Cup's there for a while. Matthew Stafford obviously is there for a while. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald both locked down those guys are going to be there next year yep. and they're going to be there the year after that and as long as that is the spine of this team you have an awful lot of flexibility to swing and miss on a bunch of fifth sixth seventh round draft picks it also helps too and you know you, you've just made this point as well but the fact that those are players at extremely valuable positions yeah. too that you've got the pass rusher despite the fact that he's in the middle he's still the pass rusher you've got the quarterback you've got the wide receiver and the cornerback it, it's not like these these pieces are like a, a running back or a, even like a, a linebacker it is the most important position is to have those 
guys. So I think that that does make it easier to fill in pieces otherwise and, and you know, hit on some of the, the linebackers or hit on some of the, you know, the safeties or whatever it is in later rounds. So I think that that's another way that they have built this smartly is that they have invested in those key positions and that it does make it easier to put a, a good roster around them. Yeah, I think that's a, a part of this that often gets overlooked is that they it, they may have done this in an unusual way and have plowed an awful lot of resources into a very small number of players but those players are at very valuable positions and even if you know so arguably the best cornerback in the NFL, arguably the best pass rusher period in the NFL, even if he's not an edge rusher in Aaron Donald, um, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL this year. So that's literally the three most important non-quarterback positions by PFF war ticked off with arguably the best player in the NFL at that position. Yeah. The only one they're missing is, you know, an elite uh, pass blocker, an elite left tackle. And one, they already have one in Andrew Whitworth, right? right. who admittedly is sort of getting older getting slightly slower he's slowing down a little bit but also that's the one spot where one guy doesn't make the same level of difference right, right. you need five guys that are okay yep. one superstar left tackle doesn't necessarily do you any good if the other four positions are disasters so from that point of view the rams are actually building this thing in a really smart way and deliberately not putting any resources at linebacker where you know those that position has become kind of more diminished and more devalued over recent years i think that is a really important part um, when it comes to the sustainability of this kind of project if you like and whether they can keep getting back to the super bowl is that the spine of this team is a locked down b very good and c in the most important positions i think it also it helps that a guy like Sean McVay is leading it all too because that it makes it easier to get the Odell Beckham Jr. and obviously they lucked out in that they got him before Robert Woods right. suffered the the knee the knee injury but the fact that a guy like Sean McVay and all those other players Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller can recruit a player like that makes it easier to build this team around them being in LA I think makes it easier to, to build this team and just you know having that that kind of gravitas to do that to be able to get Eric Weddle off of retirement and have him filling in in a starting role. You know, not every team would be able to do that, I don't think. And the Rams are a team that can. The the Whitworth thing is is interesting. I first of all, if you had to like just a complete layman, if you had to say like what position could a 40-year-old start yeah. at outside of quarterback, I don't think many people would say left tackle. He's the only guy that's ever done it. It is, and it's amazing. Like there have been other right tackles. There's been Jackie Slater, and there's been these these other guys but you know it is amazing that even that is should, it should be like maybe more of a diminished asset like a 40 year old left tackle but he's still unbelievably good and they probably got him a little bit cheaper because he is so old i don't know how long he can keep doing it right. for and they're gonna have to start planning for the future at that position but it's certainly valuable to have a guy like that who not every team would maybe still have but they they're willing to keep putting him out there yeah he's been phenomenal you yeah. can you can see signs that he's not quite the player that he used to be he's given up more sacks this year mm -hmm. than he typically does and when he loses a can tend to be a bit ugly but he's still been a top end graded uh, graded left tackle at pff when it comes to pass blocking so look i think this rests on whether or not they win the game whether it's a success or not are they going to win the game see my head says the rams are going to win like everything logically on paper and that i think is the theme in this room Absolutely. Like, everybody i've spoken to has leaned yeah, rams. like you just go with if you put von miller and aaron donald up against that Bengals offensive line you almost think like I mean, the Bengals don't have a chance, but Joe Burrow has been, you know, really good. Like, 
he hasn't been fantastic in the playoffs, but for the amount of pressure that he received in that game against the Titans, it was extremely impressive. They just seem to have that sort of lock or whatever it is behind them. And, you know, I, I, I'm, like you said earlier, I, I'm an NFL insider, whatever it is. I talked to all these execs around the league, like coaches, everything. They all give the most generic compliments about Joe Burrow. Like he's got the it factor, he's a winner, all these things. Like it does seem like he's got that weird intangible though. So while yeah. my head says the Rams should win, my heart says the Bengals should win and i'm gonna say the Bengals are gonna win this one okay that's the last bff nfl daily from super bowl radio row we'll talk to you next week